0: Hey there, it's Kelly from ZinniMe. Before we get started on today's episode, I wanna invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you gotta do is check it out at zinniMe.com slash podcast. All right, on to our episode. All right, welcome to the podcast, or if you're watching this on the blog. Today, we are talking with Julia Aro. She's an LPC in North Houston area. She has a private practice and she's contributing to the series on what happens when stuff hits the fan and you're in private practice. Thank you for being here. All right. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. When I put out a call to interview therapists who have been through life, you had something to share in terms of having a partner, your spouse, be laid off, and you were in a two-income household. Tell us a little bit first about your private practice. Um, Who do you see? Um, What kind of practice is it?
1: Well, it's a growing practice, and I'm getting ready to transition into a group practice right now and are forming a group practice. So I primarily see for myself grief and loss and then couples with infidelity.
0: Wow. And how long have you been in practice?
1: Since 2014.
0: And when did your husband get laid off?
1: Oh, I remember the day.
0: <laughs> he got, actually
1: got a notification that it was going to happen in February of 2017, so mm-hmm. that it would happen in about six months, which would have been about August of mm-hmm. 2017. Can you tell us a little bit about what that was like? I freaked out. <laughs> we uh, we talked and talked about it, and um, he was actually more calm than I was. And I think probably because being in a private practice, um, it's quite scary because of the reliability piece, um, especially transitioning off of insurance. It's kind of scary um, to feel like you're more exposed, I guess, if you want to call it that um but he was really calm in the process and I was freaking out because I was going to have to carry the burden you know and and be the the breadwinner for a while
0: was your practice at the time on insurance panels or were you full cash pay I was on insurance Mm -hmm. so has that changed since then
1: Yes. And it's very scary, but I'm in the process of getting off of insurance. I have one more left to go. So, okay, um, but it is a transition.
0: So prior to your husband being laid off, sometimes I get this question a lot, especially from single individuals, you know, they're like, or, you know, single parents where they're the sole provider before, Or how did you feel about your practice when your husband's working and he has his income that he's contributing and you have yours? Like, what was your thought about the practice? Did you feel like you had time and space to grow it? There wasn't a lot of pressure or was that always there anyhow?
1: There was always some pressure, but I feel like there was more of a cushion, maybe, if you want to call it, that, you know, if I wanted to explore or expand, I still had him to rely on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now it's it's very scary. I'm um, not going to lie about that. Um, because as you're expanding a practice and you're getting off of insurance at the same time, and he's still transitioning into another career, uh, another six months down the road, it's still... You know, very frightening.
0: So, what did you do in your practice when you found out your husband had six more months to go with work? What did what shifted in your practice knowing that?
1: Well, I went into panic mode, and like I said, and I decided to actually to reach out to Zini me mm-hmm. and to contact you all for uh, some guidance to see if I could get into boot camp. Mm. So I thought that if I really got the foundation of my business going and had it strong, that I would be able to survive and be able to, um, you know, uh, let us go forward in the future, if, wh- whether or not he had a job or not.
0: Mhm. So part of you felt like, I need to get the business foundation in order. Right hmm So, having that cushion removed kind of revealed some of the gaps, I guess.
1: hmm
0: Yeah. And what were some of the gaps that you needed to fill up?
1: Definitely, I, when I started off, I was more in a five-niche or five-niche area, mm-hmm. and I had to fine-tune and w- gradually go down. I would work with anxiety and depression and Grief and loss and trauma and all these different things, and I I didn't really speak to my ideal client. So, really going into working on the ideal client piece mm-hmm. and fine tuning my niche has really helped a lot.
0: How did it shift your practice?
1: Um, as far as I'm able to kind of see more of my ideal client base. Mm-hmm. Um, which also brings satisfaction for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And just knowing that I'm seeing the right type of clients, it makes it even more fun to go to work and more enjoyable. And then as I'm coming off of insurance right now and building up the cash uh, fee, you know, with that, it's, um, it's definitely helping with that too.
0: So your husband, he decided to take a different career path. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: so have you been the sole income in your house? Yes. Since when? Since August uh, of 2017. 17. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. How's it been going?
1: It's going good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's transitioning into another career out of um, sales and marketing into looking into actuary area. Mm-hmm. So, um, there is a process with that of taking a test and, and then to be able to be looked at as for employment. Um, so he's got to pass the test first in order to um, go forward in that process.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So So you are now the breadwinner. What does it feel like to say that? I, that's a, it's a funny term, isn't it? Right. <laughs> it's kind of old fashioned a little it bit. It does. Right. But being the sole income provider, when you really sit with that, what feelings come up?
1: I still have a little little bit of anxiety, but I'm really proud of myself and how far I've come. Um, It's really rewarding to know that, you know, I can do this before. I always thought, you know, if I ever lost him or uh, God forbid we go through a divorce or whatever it would happen, you know, a transition that how would I be able to support myself and my business and be able to do what I love and what I want to do without relying on someone else. And Mm -hmm. so now I'm in this situation that I have to basically pick it up and, and go running with it. Right. And it's a good feeling too.
0: Right. I mean, it's kind of like a call to arms, so to speak, (laughs) like (laughs) when something like this happens, we can, we either need to step up or make some sort of change in response to it. And it sounds like for you, your response was, okay, I need to be more clear about what I'm doing here and who I'm helping and how I'm helping and the structure of the business. How did you come to the place where you decided to get off insurance? Hey, it's Kelly. Are you enjoying today's episode? there is so much more to starting your private practice that's why we created business school for therapists it's our lifetime access business building program created especially for you and all the future stages of practice that you are going to go through. If you're ready to join a community that supports you, that to have access to a massive library of private practice trainings covering everything from creating your vision to setting your fee to getting you legally covered and more, this is for you. Simply go to bit.ly slash therapist business school to get started.
1: Uh frustration for one with insurance, I just am frustrated with the process of not being paid timely or even getting paid on some of the claims. And for, you know, for one, just that. And then the other thing is, is that, you know, I'm worth more to be able to use a, a full fee and to, um, you know, it was basically half the fee that I was charging. Mm -hmm. that I would be be reimbursed so it's you know it's it's not fun doing that Mm
0: -hmm. and realizing I guess when you do the numbers you're seeing twice as many clients right 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 if you're on the insurance did you have did you sit down and do the numbers
1: I have sit down sit sat down and done the numbers now so (laughs) that does help (laughs) definitely I had some resistance with that for a while. Um, I'm just not a numbers person. Uh, Math scares me and that's my husband loves math. And so, but um, I was able to sit down, look at the numbers and see how many ideal clients at the full fee price that I need. And that's Mm -hmm. really helpful. Mm -hmm. That's probably been one of the most helpful pieces. Mm -hmm.
0: How have you coped you know how you said like I still feel anxious sometimes when the anxiety comes up what do you do with it
1: definitely self-care I have to reassure myself I'm a big fan of reframing those thoughts Mm -hmm. and kind of you know reassuring myself that I am doing everything that is you know possible that I can do right now Um, that I'm putting my best foot forward I'm working with what I love Um, you know, who I love, that type of thing. Um, and just engaging in hobbies and taking care of myself and having some self-compassion is is the biggest thing. And mm-hmm. be mindful.
0: Mm-hmm. I also, well, because I know you, I noticed a shift in you, your energy, like you seem more empowered. The more that you like leaned into the discomfort or the stuff that you resisted, the numbers and things like that, like numbers are numbers, they're not very emotional, you can have an emotional reaction to them, but they just give you information to make decisions. And I noticed that when you did your numbers, you seem to have a little bit more empowerment of like, okay, I know what's going on and why I'm deciding to do what I'm going to do and, and all of that and what it means for the family.
1: Right. Yeah. It is a it does feel empowering to know that I can do this. Um, You know, that I've, I've got it covered now.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, Do it's have... still a
1: transition, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So when your husband's not anticipated to go back to work until when?
1: Well, he's trying to take a test right now to mm-hmm. pass it, to be able to be considered um, in the actuary mm-hmm. area
0: right now. Can I ask a personal question? Sure. <laughs> sure. What has it been like for your marriage? Like to go from that kind of place of, You know, now it's my turn to step up and I'm going to walk to allow you space to do what you want to do. How has that felt or what has that been like as a family to go through that?
1: Well, anytime you go through a transition, I think it strengthens your relationship and it's really done that a lot. Um, I was scared at first that I might resent, (laughs) Mm -hmm. maybe have a little bit of resentment, and um, it's really been the opposite of that. Um, Mm -hmm. We both have our weights have been supportive um used humor throughout the process <laughs> um <laughs> uh-huh. so it's you know we still managed to do our date night weekly date nights etc you know
0: do you think time. you would be here if it weren't for the layoff
1: it's <laughs> a good question you know i thought i was doing i thought my practice was going well and i was getting clients and everything um but even as far as like the boot camp and everything else not so much about boot camp but more in terms
0: of like all of the stuff that you've done differently now do you think you were even aware of those things like if it weren't for the layoff would right. you have had this shift in your business
1: i don't i don't think so <laughs> i you know i think that it sometimes takes big changes in your life for you to be able to see those things Mm -hmm. and for it to be known to you and visible.
0: I think there's a lot of resiliency that you've discovered.
1: Being able to definitely bounce back. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if another therapist is coming home and their partner brings home a layoff notice, what would you tell them?
1: Well, for one, don't panic. Um, Have some self-compassion and um, know that you're not alone, that this does happen to everybody or a lot of people, Mm -hmm. and everybody goes through it at one time or another, whether it's a layoff or just a move in a career or transition or whatnot. But um, to really rely on each other and support one another in the process, um, and just believe in yourself that you are going to get through it. Um, it's just temporary, as I tell my clients, and um, you're going you're gonna to move along just fine and you're going to find yourself in the process.
0: I love that advice. I, I thought of another question I wanted to ask. Sure. Why do you think you didn't just go get a job? The thought crossed my mind. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. lie.
1: But mm-hmm. I, I was like, nope, I don't want to do that again <laughs> as far as I, I don't want to rely on someone else. You know, I went into private practice. I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to do things how I wanted to do things. And so I think I think I had faith in myself and in my company and my business that and, – and I had that support that I could pull through this. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And I'd be able to do it. And I believed in that.
0: Right. It really makes you face your choices and what you really want sometimes when you're under the gun like that a bit, you Mm -hmm. know, of like, do I really, really want a business? Um, Is that what I'm really after? Because now, now is the true test because it Mm -hmm. needs to be a profitable business in a way that it hasn't been before. Kind of like, even if it's doing well, but how do you make it a not bulletproof, but a little bit more resilient, too, um, and discovering and having the business be empowered as well.
1: Right, right, absolutely. I'd agree with that.
0: Well, I also got a layoff notice. <laughs> oh, no. We got a year and a half, though. Oh, well, that's, um, that's good, and, yeah. and maybe, maybe
1: not so good in a way that you'd have to be anxiously anticipating it. <laughs>
0: I know. I know. I was like, I, I don't know which was worse, but whatever it is, what it is. And I think, um, it's actually opened up a lot of options and a lot of possibilities, you know, do we want to move abroad? Do, do we want to change who's staying at home more? Do we want to change, um, the type of work, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And, um, It just really makes you think and be more intentional about what you're doing. Um, It also makes me grateful to be self employed that I could have those options versus if my husband came home with a layoff and he's like, I want to go get a job somewhere else, then I would have had to find a job too. Versus I can go anywhere um, and I can move things around or, you know, it's just given more flexibility and. It took a lot of work to get to this place, but, um, it does really make you stop and think, what am I doing here <laughs> and Absolutely. what's, what's working and what needs to change so that I don't waver when, when life happens, cause it's going to happen. Like you said, it happens to all of us. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping whoever's listening is encouraged by your story, Julia, because, um, I know you're not alone. I've talked to several therapists, even this round of um, doing bootcamp interviews and such, uh, who have experienced a partner going through a job loss. And it's really made them think about what it means to own their own business and how to handle it in a way so that they know how to roll with the punches and keep their business afloat as well. Right. Absolutely. So thank you for sharing your story. If people want to check you out, what's your website address?
1: My website is
0: www.embraceyourlifecounseling.com. And if you guys know of someone in Houston that needs support, I really recommend Julia. She's got more acronyms after her name than (laughs) anybody. She's certified in grief and compassion fatigue. I'll meet so many things. And what I really appreciate appreciate about you, Julia, is your love for raising up other therapists and um, being a supervisor and teaching and training and um, and how you've still managed to do all of that in your private practice, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you still do what you love in your work and get to do more of it in a way that works for you because of this layoff. It kind of forced some changes that have been really positive.
1: Absolutely.
0: So it's... A story of resilience and I thank you for sharing it. Thank you and I was happy to be here and to share my story. All right. All right if you guys have questions go ahead and post in the comments if you're watching this on uh, your computer or if you're listening on the podcast feel free to email in questions and I'll pass them on to Julia. So if you're out there and you're going through stuff know that you're not alone and there are things you can do to be okay through it all. Until next time. I hope you loved today's episode. If you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours, low pay, and constantly battling burnout, don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable, profitable solo or group practice. Head over to zinnime.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.